Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming this morning. Um, I'm Peter Madasi. Uh, I've been uh, a part of this New Life family for nearly four years now, and it's been a blessing. Uh, I want to thank Andrew and the leaders of the church for giving me this opportunity. Um, I don't do this uh, very often, so please bear with me if I <laughs> do anything wrong. Okay, uh, this morning I want to start uh, this uh, by asking a question. So think about what you have been thinking uh, the, recently. What is on your mind? Just think about past week or uh, past month. Just take a moment and think. What are you working on? Uh, what are your thoughts on? Or uh, what are you worried about? Or uh, is it your career, your future? Is it your kids, or relationships, or marriage? Is it your family? Just think about for a moment. It can be your uh, goals, maybe buying a house or a car. What is it that you're thinking? You may be worried about something, or anxious about something, or depressed about something. So when we have things that we are working on or when we have things that we are worried about, what do we usually do? People who know God, uh, we as Christians, what do we usually do? Do you have any answers? Like anyone want to try answering that? Any ideas? What do we usually do? We pray. <laughs> what else? Sorry? Complain? Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Yeah, we, so we pray, uh, read the word, we listen to God's word, or uh, sometimes we ask for wise counsel from elders or uh, people you know, people you trust. So we do all these things, but uh, the first thing that we do is pray or vent out ourselves with God, right? So that is what we do. And uh, I saw a passage in Bible where... Uh, by where God doesn't answer prayers and it shocked me. <laughs> the, the thing that I do whenever I'm worried or anxious is I go to God, I pray or I try to listen to, listen from God or, uh, what his plans are for my future. But sometimes, uh, it doesn't happen. Do you know why? It doesn't happen because there is something that is in between you and God. There is something, uh, a hindrance between you and God that will make us deaf to hear from God. So again, think about what you what you have been thinking uh, for a moment. Let me rephrase that question for you. Uh, what is in your heart? The same question that I asked at the beginning. I just rephrased it. What is in your heart? What do you mean heart? I mean, we all know that uh, heart is usually a pumping organ in our body, but uh, that's not Bible is talking about. In biblical terms, the heart is something, uh, heart is a mixture of uh, 
It's like your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions combined. Heart is not a, a pumping organ, according to Hebrew writers in Bible, but uh, heart is, uh, you make choices with your heart. Uh, your, your emotions are felt in your heart. Your thoughts are processed in your heart. So heart is uh, basically your thoughts, actions, and emotions. It's your whole self that is heart according to your Bible. So what is in your heart? This is how Tim, Tim Keller puts it. I'm sorry about that. We usually use these phrases, right? My heart is burdened, or my heart aches for you, or uh, you might say, this is in my heart, or my heart says this thing to do or that thing to do. So you can think that's how uh, the heart is described in the Bible. So you know in your heart, you understand in your heart, or you make choices with your heart, you discern right or wrong with your heart. Now let's go to our text today. It's from Ezekiel chapter 14. Uh, if you have Bibles, please turn to Ezekiel chapter 14. Just to give you some background, Babylonians has uh, have come to Jerusalem, invaded Jerusalem, and then have taken few people from Jerusalem to Babylon as exiles. And uh, one of those ones is, is a guy called Ezekiel. Babylonians have invaded Jerusalem, took few people, one of the guys... Ezekiel, and in the first few chapters of Ezekiel, chapter 1, 2, and 3, God made Ezekiel as a prophet. So God chooses Ezekiel, he makes him a prophet, so that he can talk to his people through Ezekiel. So Ezekiel is a prophet, and uh, in chapter 14, we see that these leaders of Ezekiel, uh, leaders of Israel uh, come to Ezekiel to seek counsel from God. That's where uh, this passage, just a bit con- uh, context uh, for this passage, and, and in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, it says, Then some of the leaders of Israel visited me while they were sitting with me. The message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They've embraced things that will make them fall to sin. Why should I listen to their requests? Why should I listen to their requests? Who said this? God said this. God is talking to Ezekiel saying, why should I listen to their requests? Why should I give them the counsel? We go to God uh, as we talk. We go to God for uh, for whatever that we are thinking about, whatever our plans are for life, and uh, what happens if we say, uh, "Why should I listen to the request?" What happens if God says, "Why should I listen to the request?" I uh, remember uh, reading about kings in Bible and uh, Jehoshaphat, I guess, in Second Chronicles. Uh, he says he sees this vast army. And he says, uh, for I have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. He's seeking to God. And we also, uh, in Psalms, we see, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who is the maker of heaven and earth. So we always look to God. And what happens when we, when God says, why should I listen to their requests? It's very terrifying for me. But uh, what happened? Why is God not listening to their request? Let's go back to the same verse and then see why, why is it. Uh, it's again Ezekiel chapter 14, 1 to 3. Then some of the leaders of Israel visited me. Uh, while they were, sit, um, they were sitting with me, the message came to me from the Lord, the Son of Man. These leaders have set up idols in their hearts. So this is uh, a title for my sermon, Idols in Our Hearts. These leaders have set up idols in our hearts. What do you mean idols in our hearts? Idols in their hearts? Or 
We've already talked about heart. Now let's talk about idols. We already knew that heart is uh, your emotions, thoughts, and actions. Let's uh, understand what idols are. In simple terms, what is an idol? You worship an idol. You devote yourself to an idol. Um, we're not talking about idols which are made of wood or stone or a photograph or something like that. God is not worried about that. He's already overcome those idols. But God is worried about idols which are sitting in our hearts. So Tim Keller puts this uh, in this way. Tim Keller says, It is anything more important to you than God, anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God, anything you seek to give you what only God can give. An idol is whatever you look at and says in, in your heart of hearts, if I have that, then I'll, then I'll feel my life has a meaning. Then I'll know I have a value. Then I'll feel significant and secure. I want to read it again. Just think about this. It is anything more important to you than God, anything that is filled in your heart or your, your imagination, anything that you're seeking that only God can give, anything that you're seeking you, that you think can give you meaning or significance or value or security. So that is idol. That is the idol in our heart. Idol is basically a substitute of God in your heart. Um, for an idol, you show your affection, you devote yourself uh, to an idol, you are very loyal to that idol. And uh, what is it that is in your heart that is an idol this morning? Idol can be anything. It can be your future, uh, your worries about your future, your worries about your career, your worries about your family, or uh, the goal that you're working on. It can be as simple as um, the watch that you desperately wanted to have, or a house that you wanted to buy, or a car that you wanted to have. Or uh, I've read this morning, uh, even worry can be an idol. Uh, Robert D. Jones writes, Worry expresses idolatry in heart. Your worry is a sign that uh, in some way you're trusting in yourself that you are building a, building your life on things or people other than Jesus. Your anxiety is an automatic indicator of your of a heart that is not fully followed following the Lord. So even worry can be your idol. So what is it that is set up in your heart that is not God. So for some people, money can be idle, or power can be an idol, pleasures can be an idol, or beauty can be an idol. You want to control people, so you try hard to do that, and that is an idol. Look at your hearts this morning. It doesn't lie. Think about it. What is the priority this morning other than God? What is the substitute that is in your heart that is not God? So usually idols in this chapter, there's few pointers that we can look at and then identify idols in our hearts. So we'll go, go back to the, uh, as I go back to the chapter as I kill 14. And there are a few things that idols can do to our hearts. The first thing is, idols leads us to spiritual deafness. Second, idol leads us to spiritual adultery. Idol leads us to sin. Uh, the first one we already touched on, 
God doesn't listen to Israelites because they have idols in their hearts, right? They, God doesn't want to give the counsel because they have idols in our hearts. But we'll look at it again. Why should I listen to their request? God says in Ezekiel chapter 14 and 3. In Psalms 121, uh, 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. If the same Lord doesn't request, um, listen to your request, where would you go? Where would you and I go? So idols leads, leads us to spiritual deafness. deafness sorry. And the uh, second thing is, idol leads us to sin. There are clear pointers in this, uh, uh, in the same chapter. In verse 3, it says, Son of man, these leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They've embraced things that will make them fall into sin. And in the second part of fourth verse, it says, these people have set up idols in their hearts and have fallen into sin. So this is a good pointer. If you want to uh, check if there are any idols in our hearts. If you're sinning, then there is obviously an idol in your heart. There's some uh, uh, list of sins that uh, Paul mentions in Galatians 5, 19 to 20. But uh, think about what your sin is this morning. It cannot. It can be this any from this list or uh, anything other. Sexual sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, or as we already discussed, worry or anxiety. Let's take a small example. For example, lying. You say, lying is a sin, right? And uh, you wanted to buy a house, so you gather all your money, you work towards it, or uh, or not just house, maybe a car or a thing that you wanted to buy, and uh, finally you couldn't do it, and then you try to cut corners, or uh, lie to the insurance agent or something like that, or uh, we look for shortcuts in our lives, and we lie to people to get hold of that idol that we wanted to, to be in a place where we wanted to be. Let's say if you're looking for a job, you might lie about your previous experience. So you're lying because you have an idol. If you're dealing with sexual immorality or adultery or pornography or drunkenness, or uh, so pleasure can be your idol. If you're dealing with envy or jealousy, material positions can be your idol. If you're dealing with anger, strife or bitterness, finding value or uh, finding security or uh, that the thing that you uh, are looking for can be an idol. These are good pointers. So what is the sin and what is the idol in your heart this morning? Just think about it. Thirdly, idol can lead us to spiritual adultery. This is like a world, God and world, God plus world attitude. Uh, in Bible, uh, God describes our relationship with Jesus or uh, describes our relationship with God as a the relationship between a wife and a husband. We are committed to each other. God is committed to us. We are committed to God. But sometimes we ignore that and then we forget that and we look for things other than God. That means we're, it's like an adultery, spiritual adultery. We look for things other than God. We wanted God, but we also wanted other things. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You know what the scariest part is? If we go to verses 1 and uh, 3, these are the leaders of Israel. These are not political leaders, these are the religious leaders of Israel. So they know about God, and uh, 
they know all the laws they've heard stories of god from their ancestors but they still have idols in their heart and who saw the idols it's not ezekiel who saw the idols it's god who saw the idols in their hearts even we might be in the same position we come to church we know the word of god we serve in church we help in church but uh, it's god who has to reveal the idols in our hearts it's very scary that's why in solomon says above all guard your heart so if your heart is right then you can identify your idols so what is the solution for this in verse 6 uh, there is hope for us if we have idols one way is only the only way is to repent so in ezekiel uh chapter 14 6 therefore tell the people of israel this is what the sovereign lord says says repent and turn away from the idols and stop all the detestable sins the only way to come back to god the only way to reverse the things your spiritual deafness or spiritual adultery or the sin is to repent that's the only way that's why it says repent and turn away from your idols and stop all detestable things or sins i want to give you another example from the bible If you look at Abraham's life uh God gave Isaac to Abraham after 100 years and uh, now Abraham is obsessed with his son Isaac. He loves him so much, he's cherishing every moment of his life and uh in chapter 22 in Genesis, I didn't put the verse there, but in chapter 22 in Genesis uh verse 2 I guess it says uh uh maybe I have it here. Yeah. Verse 2 then God said, "Take your son, your only son whom you love." Isaac and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I'll show you. So Abraham loved Isaac, maybe Isaac could have been an idol in Abraham's life. But uh think about your idols and uh one thing that we can do is repent, another thing is every idol must go onto the altar. As uh same as uh Abraham's example God has uh, asked what Abraham loved or what Abraham is worried about or sorry what Abraham loved to bring him to the altar right so in the same way what you're working on or what you are worried about or your idols or goals whatever that is that you're thinking about bring it to God and uh, put God first that is uh, my small message today this morning thank you all for listening Hope uh, God have talked to you through this. Let's all bow down our heads and pray. Father Lord, we come into your presence this morning. Thank you for all the things that you have been doing in our lives. But Lord, sometimes we forget we are occupied with other things in our lives, the things that we wanted to do, the things that we are worried about, the things that uh about our future or maybe past that are taunting us a lot. and uh, this is all filled in our imagination in our minds lord and uh, sometimes we put them first and take you out of context take you out of that that seed in our hearts oh lord lord this morning we repent we come to you and uh, also bring the idol in our hearts to the altar and uh, help us to sacrifice it oh lord um thank you and uh, Sometimes it can be hard to remove that idol from our hearts Lord but please help us
Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you all. Andy, one. Thank you, Peter. I think that this is something that we all need to do again and again because I was really struck by that image of this spiritual deafness, you know. Why am I not hearing from God? Why am I not hearing from God? You know, and it's like, you know, in our house, if you're upstairs and the door is shut, you don't hear the doorbell, you know. And it's like we've shut the door to God. And that's why we don't hear from him. And, you know, we can say, well, you know, I did this last week. But, you know, we can do this again and again. And the thing is that God's always there from us, like we were singing this morning. And so we can come again and again, and God will always welcome us. And it just helps us to grow. So I'm really encouraged by this morning. You know, I'm thinking about the things I wrestle with. And... Yeah, thank you, Peter. Lord, just thank you as we bring this um, part of our service to a close. We know that you'll continue to be with us as we enjoy our time of fellowship and that your presence will go with us as we go out into the week. Thank you, Lord.